talked about a book last week we're gonna talk about one next week we're talking about one today yeah a book week usually sometimes not when we take a week off yeah and once we talked about a podcast once yeah yeah anyway so welcome to book it we this time we both read the book we both read the book recently the book is called a place on earth by wendell berry i think i'm becoming a fan yeah you didn't bring your book did you i didn't i didn't either do you feel like that feels high school do you remember when you had an assignment or you had a book and you're supposed to bring the book in class? And yeah, because normally you kind of hold like, it up. You could like hide in the back though. In like high school, you get behind someone who's like stocky and you're just kind of like, you don't have your book there. But I was going to hide behind you. Oh, you see, I was going to, yeah. <laughs> but you said you're becoming a fan of Wendell Berry. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm the only one. Uh, someone we know and love also read the book with us and she recently wrote about her experience of reading it, and it was pretty cool to read, actually. Uh, you can find it on this blog. It's called My Place on Earth is the title of her post, Katie mm. Choi. Yeah. It was really sweet. You know what reading Wendell Berry's like, for those who don't know? So he's an author, a farmer, and you've seen interviews with him, so you can tell us more about him, but he's an author, a farmer, environmentalist, all these things. But uh-huh. it's like, I remember going when I was young, and we'd go to the park for a big fireworks show. Do you remember doing this? Mm-hmm. We'd go to the park, huge fireworks show, super loud. You'd be sitting there and talking with your friends and kind of having a nice time. And then the fireworks would start and then everyone would get quiet and just watch fireworks. And it'd be kind of smoky and smell. And every one year they shot the fireworks accidentally. The bucket tipped over and they shot them at the people. And it looked like a scene out of like war. Uh, my point is, here's what reading no. Wendell Berry's like. It's like showing up to the fireworks show. You're having a nice time. You're eating snacks and talking with your friends. And then the fireworks just don't start. And it's just peaceful. Oh, yeah, quieter than you yeah. expected, calmer. It doesn't smell sur- sulfuric or anything. Like, <laughs> There's no danger. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. what it's like for me. There's quiet conversation. You can hear the birds chirping. You're having a snack on a picnic blanket. Yeah. Well, let's talk about nice. this book in particular, because I think a lot of okay. his works are like that. But do you want to kind of tell us in a few sentences the plot or what happens? It's hard for Wendell Berry books, but try it. <laughs> Can I say what someone else des- how someone else oh, described it that we read? Yeah, we talked with someone else and they had the I think it's a perfect description actually. This person nailed know. it. I thought it was a mic drop description. Go ahead. Uh this book is like Seinfeld. Uh it's a book about nothing and there's no jokes. Yeah, so he said Is that how he said it? Well, you yeah, do it better. I I messed it he up. He did. No, he, that's like the explanation, but he's like it's like Seinfeld, but not funny. <laughs> That's how he delivered it. And it's right. Because it's a book where nothing, I mean, stuff does happen. Stuff happens. But it's not the fireworks. No fireworks. It's not, this is the day that changed the town forever. Or Correct. the day the music died. Or all of our, a lot of our media, a lot of the things we consume is based on the big moment that changes everything. Uh, or the love story that changes everything. Or, I don't know, yeah. diagnosis, whatever. It's like something big happened. This is just... The steady plodding through life. Yeah. So he's like Seinfeld, you know, a show about nothing. This is a book about, well, it's about everything, but it's like a true reality show. Like that's what I came away thinking. Like if you actually shot a reality show where it wasn't hyped up and the Kardashians were doing things to be more Kardashian, yeah. this would be like if a camera actually followed me 
throughout not just the day, but through a month, most of that month would be filled with like me putting things in and out of the microwave, <laughs> me changing the laundry, me driving yeah. to work, like just common things. Common things, ordinary, everyday yeah. stuff. Except maybe the people in this story are a little, I don't know. When I was reading it, I'm like, it, you know, in most stories, you're kind of like, I don't know what this character's motive is or like, what, what do they hmm. want out of life? I felt in this one, you never really had that. Like mm-hmm. you, people's motives were clear, it seemed. They were just doing ordinary things. They had desires and hopes and dreams and whatever, but it wasn't like, I don't know. No one seemed to be scheming. No, it was just n- which is Which people. is not like real life. <laughs> I guess maybe it I is mean. a little more though. Like in the schemes, I, I think maybe the schemes were happening, but schemes were just minuscule. It wasn't like there's or one sweet. character. There's one character who had a scheme in his head that this woman would fall in love with him, mm. but not to a point where he was trying to actively because this woman was married. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't trying to woo her. He wasn't trying to create some kind of controversy. But in his head, every now and then, his imagination would just go towards. What if she could love me like that? Mm-hmm. Or what if this could be my life and my home? And then he'd stop himself and go back to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there was like the seeds of scheme, but it wasn't an all yeah. out, I'm going to get the girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me uh, give a little bit of synopsis. Um, so it is like a, a book about nothing, but that nothing takes place in this story. Um, it's a fictional town that Wendell Berry creates. And in a bunch of his books, he writes about the same fictional town. Um, and in this one, he's taking a snapshot that's spring into summer at the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking at a couple different families going through the end of World War II. And one family, uh, they get a letter that their son is missing in action and they're trying to deal with that grief. Is he alive? Isn't he alive? How do we think about this? Another family is mourning the loss of a child. Um, Another family just sent a a person to the war and they're hoping that he comes back. Um, Some families, like one guy, he's a a family of himself and a family to town, but he's just dealing with retirement and dealing with what's next in life as he kind of sort of waits to die. And so it's just a lot of these characters dealing in this time frame. So we get a couple month glimpse into this town and maybe 10 characters we get to look at, just um, a few more intimately and a few are on the periphery. And that's it for 500 pages, pretty much. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said you're becoming a fan. Why? Because again, if you read this book, I think you should read this book if you could. I think maybe there's better books by him. But they all kind of go together because it's the same town. But if you read this book, it's going to be a different kind of page turner. You're going to be like, it's not a whodunit. It's not like, so you said you like that. Why? Well, yeah, I think it it was difficult in the sense that it's not like most books. And so you kind of had to be like, wait, what, what, what's happening? Nothing's happening, but stuff is happening. And so just getting used to that slower pace was a challenge in some ways. I really had to set aside the time and multiple people that we read the book with said similar things like, this is not one that you just take with you to a doctor's appointment and read in the, while you're waiting, or, you know, you wouldn't read it on a bus maybe unless you had a lot of time or stuff like that. Like you sort of need that extra space to allow yourself to get into the story. But when I did that, I really enjoyed the slower pace I enjoyed. Why did I like it? Why am I becoming a fan? 
I don't know. It was just tender. It was sweet mm. and tender. And like if you read Katie's post, uh, maybe you'll see some of that reflected in what she shared about reading it. I don't know if I can synopsize it better than that, except it was just sweet. And you don't often see that in modern uh, work, I feel like. Yeah, it's less about plot and more about human. Yeah, And a lot of books are about human, but they're like, they're using the extremes of humanity. Like they're using the person who's super virtuous to make a point or a person who's breaking bad, Walter White, yeah. to make a point. It's these <laughs> right. extremes and that's great. That's like really good entertainment, but these aren't the extremes. These are like the average sort of human. Yeah, yeah. And so then he's dealing with grief. Well, how does the normative human walk through the valleys of the shadow of death? Mm-hmm. And it feel, there's this one scene that we talked about in group and I, I keep coming back to it. It's not even a big prominent scene in the book. But there's this old guy who goes and sits with this woman who just had a baby. And his whole premise is just like, we talk about schemes. Well, one, I just want to be useful. Two, she's alone. Her husband is off missing in action. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit in this room in case she needs me. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and rest, darling. And so she goes and rests and he pulls out this candy from his pocket (laughs) that he was going to give her. And then he realizes I should have put it in a nice box and I didn't. Like a total bachelor moment. And especially an old bachelor. So then he's sad. And so he's holding this candy Mm -hmm. and he doesn't look like an idiot who didn't put it in a nice fancy box. This tender moment, right? And so he just sits there and eats every piece of candy in like two minutes just so he can act like he took it for himself. And the woman is sitting there kind of eavesdropping on him, kind of looking and being like, she realizes oh, he brought that candy for me and he felt inadequate. I should have asked for a piece of candy to make him feel better. Mm -hmm. And these are such like neurotic, human sort of things that are going on where we're always thinking about what's next, what's someone else thinking about, did I do this right, social convention. Mm -hmm. And so he like slips into the human in the small ways, like really, really well. That's what I find. You said tender, like really endearing because like I know these people Mm -hmm. and these people are me. Mm -hmm. More me than Walter White in some ways. Yeah, so uh, let's <laughs> that was rate it put really well. <laughs> you want to rate it, rate it, and you can add it, whatever oh, context gosh. you want. So on um, Book It, we do, I'm stealing the host duties. On uh, um, Book It, we rate it based on personal pan pizzas because Book It had this program, you'd fake read a book like a place on earth. This book, if I read it in high school, I totally would have fake read it because it was like, I wouldn't have finished it. I didn't have like the mental sort of capacity for something slow paced. Mm-hmm. Now I do. Uh, maybe that's all I have the capacity for. Uh, <laughs> But you fake read something, you get a little certificate, you go to pizza, they trade it out for personal pan pizza. So on Book It, we rate based on personal pan pizza. Five being best book ever. Everyone should read it. Go get your copy. Zero being burn it. Hitler wrote it. I think I'll give it... I appreciate you stealing the host duties, by the way. Thank you. And can I change? So like personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut, delicious, classic, all that. For this... I'm thinking four or maybe 3.75 uh, pizzas that are artisanal. Arti- artisanal? Sure. They're baked in a brick oven. It's slow. You got to wait for it. And it's a little different. There's not as much cheese. Kids love what you're doing right now. You show up to book it. You slide your certificate across. They're like, yeah, that'll be seven hours. <laughs> we'll have your personal pan pizza with specialty cheeses. Yeah, it's yeah. Be goat cheese. It's gonna be goat cheese. It's gonna be gardens from the uh, gardens from the tomato tomatoes from the garden. Yeah, it's I gonna hate be, when they do that. You get like a big old sliced tomato, and you can see the I tomato like on it. there. Yeah, of course. I know you Isn't like it? the finer things. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. Um, not commercialized, not modern materialism, not sort of quick and convenient. 
it's homegrown. It's still ordinary. It's not fancy, but it's, yeah. And there's some art to it. Yeah. And some patience that you have to have. Well, Wendell Berry would probably love that because he is a farmer and an environmentalist and he is thinking you should work with your hands and you should use the earth, but use it kindly and wisely. And so that kind of plays. He would, mm-hmm. he would probably scoff at Pizza Hut, I think. I not because he's highbrow or mean, just because he's very like, I don't know, thoughtful about human choice. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just go straight personal pan pizza, uh, but I'm not going to put a bunch of toppings on it. Yeah. Maybe it's just cheese. Maybe there's a little bit of like pepper sprinkled in it. Anyway, I'm going to do three and a half. I I would go more because I really like the book. Um, But the book I read by Wendell Berry before this book, I thought was much better. So if I gave like this one a four, I'd be like, well, what do I do with that one? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's stuck in the three and a half lane because I've read better books by him already, but it was good. It was good. Jaber Crow, which Jaber, I forgot yeah. we did on Book It like about a year yeah, or Jaber, two ago. I think the, <laughs> I the year we did Jaber Crow, that was my favorite book I read that year mm-hmm. um, of the whatever three books I read. Um, no, it was like, I just thought it was a really well done book and it's a little different, but it's in the same town and that same character pops up. So that's the cool mm-hmm. thing is really all his books make up, well, all the fiction books that sit around this town make up one universe. It's like Marvel, right? He was doing Marvel before Marvel was doing Marvel. You got the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you got the <laughs> Wendell Berry. Marvel. You got the Wendell Berry universe. So all these things. So if you like one book, the other books are extensions of that book, which is cool. It is cool. Yep. So that's why I'm amazing. Really. Yeah. I'm at a three and a half because I think he's got better ones. Um, but I don't think he probably has a bad one because he's a very competent writer. Yeah. It's a poet. It's a lyrical. Yeah. Beautiful. I wish we could close with one of his poems, but. You don't know any by heart? No. No. Not yet. Well, here's the thing, uh, dear viewer. You have the internet. And if you type (gasps) in (laughs) Wendell Berry poem, you can close with one of his poems yourself. So, and he would like that too. Human utility, responsibility. Yeah. yeah, take responsibility. You guys have been so lazy this episode. I'm disappointed in you. But thanks for coming. Thanks for you coming. You better close us on a nice note. Oh, uh, thanks for coming and check out Wendell when you get a chance. Bye. Y'all keep looking for that new way.